0: Welcome everyone. It's hard to believe that uh, we are uh, just completed week five of our distance learning and um, but I'm uh, so uh, pleased that you could join us this afternoon to hear from our, our wonderful teachers who have been working very hard um, working uh, really overtime time uh, to make sure that learning continues at Legacy Christian Academy. So let me uh, open us in prayer so if you would bow with me please. Our Father, uh, we come to you this afternoon in a spirit of gratitude and humility. Father, we are so thankful that you have uh, provided for us uh, this past week, that you have um, uh, protected us, uh, that you uh, are um, loving us and sending others to um, uh, uh, affirm um, their love for us and your love for us. And so I, I am thankful, Father, that you are um, a God who is actively involved in human affairs, that you didn't leave us on our own, that you were um, you still directing your universe, and that you are still directing this pandemic. And so, Father, I am, I am so, so very thankful that we uh, serve such a loving and powerful God. I'm also uh, grateful, Father, for um, uh, just the community, the legacy community, and how um, parents and teachers and students have um, sought to serve one another during these past few weeks, that uh, they have um, uh, just used every opportunity they have to um, uh, reaffirm that, uh, covenant relationship. And so I'm thankful that we are in such a community. Uh, Father, we we realize that we can't solve this problem on our own. It is not beyond our um, uh, it, or it is beyond our capabilities that we must trust you uh, and we uh, trust your sovereignty and, uh, and your goodness. And so, Father, as we uh, uh, continue in this meeting, we ask that for clarity, we ask for encouragement, and uh, we pray that all that we say and do this afternoon is to your honor and glory, and it's in your son's name we pray, amen. All right, so um, uh, on the screen you should have a resource guide. This is just a reminder of uh, the different people you can contact uh, if you have very various uh, questions. I, I wanna specifically highlight again Uh, our tuition assistance program. Uh, Sherry Mosley is our uh, uh, student accounts manager, and she's actually in a meeting as we speak. Um, She started the meeting at one o'clock this afternoon with the um, tuition assistance committee, a small group of three people who um, uh, look at the applications for financial aid and uh, uh, recommend awards. Uh, So I don't have any updated figures for you this week, uh, because they're still meeting, uh, which is a good sign. It means that uh, we have uh, many other families that are pursuing this option. We, uh, um, I'm so uh, grateful to our board of trustees who has expanded uh, the funds available for tuition assistance next year. And I see it's really making a difference in, uh, in our families' ability to keep their to, uh, children enrolled at legacy so uh, so please if if um, if this uh, recession uh, due to the pandemic is going to negatively affect you financially uh, and uh, you're worried about your ability to pay tuition please uh, um, please contact sherry uh, next page please uh, no no new word uh, on the tuition assistance. So uh, um, I, I do wanna uh, mention, and, and I'm gonna wave my arms here folks, because my our energy uh, uh, efficiency room made those uh, lights go out. So anyway, uh, uh, live TV here, you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, I do wanna remind everyone that we do have uh, the Stronger Together Fund uh, available for those families who are able to uh, contribute uh, to our tuition assistance fund so that to help their fellow legacy families. So as I mentioned, uh, we, uh, we anticipate that the need for tuition assistance will um, greatly increase. Um, well, we're planning on it even doubling. And uh, uh, as of last week, we had made uh, well over $200,000 more in awards than we did this time last year. So we expect that uh, amount to uh, continue to grow. And so if you're able to, and you have a heart to help your uh, fellow uh, legacy families, please consider making a gift to our Stronger Together Fund. Um, I know that we've had a number of uh, gifts come in this week. I I really enjoy uh, getting word when our our families are expressing their generosity in this way. So uh, would encourage you to give that consideration. At this time, I want to turn it over to Shannon Nelson, who's got some uh, uh, updates about some upcoming events. So, Shannon.
1: Thanks so much, Bill. Um, well, we've got a lot going on um, in, in terms of, you know, we've, we've figured out how to pivot and um, create virtual opportunities for engagement. So, first up, wanted to share a quick reminder that we do have a virtual admissions event next week. So if you have friends or um, fellow church members or anyone in your network that has a a cute little kindergartner that's looking for a homeschool next year, we would love to have a conversation with them. So please do share information about our kindergarten roundup next Wednesday from 12 to 1. You can find information on the website. We also have uh, quite a few PTF and development events that are coming up. So uh, earlier this week, you may have seen that we launched our LCA business directory. This has been um, a really exciting initiative that we've taken on. And ultimately, we want to be able to serve our parents um, by, uh, and, and serve our community by providing opportunities to shop LCA. So if you own a business or if you'd like to share more information about a business you're involved in, uh, please do check your email. It was in the Onward and Upward email from, uh, from Mr. McGee earlier this week. And you can include your business information. You can also simply search the website and find the page uh, for you. Also, we have our men's leadership lunch next week. So, uh, men, uh, we ask you to join us for a fifty-minute kind of uh, lunch and learn, if you will. Grab your lunch, uh, hang out at your computer, and uh, join us for a powerful message from our athletic director, Cole Johnson, head coach, head football coach, uh, Coach uh, Scott Smith, and LCA Dad Brett Coe. So, hope that you'll join us next week. Um, and then we're, we've also got virtual Laps of Love. Many of you know about our Laps of Love program that we've done through the years. Um, and we are going virtual. So this is really just an activity opportunity for our families. We'll get out and get active uh, the weekend of Friday, May 1st through Sunday, May 3rd. Um, and we are planning to clock enough miles to get us to Haiti and back because that is where our Feed My Starving Children meals went. Uh, we packed all of those wonderful meals. They went to Haiti. So, we're going to try to clock enough miles to get us to Haiti and back as, as a community. Uh, also, you'll notice that we have a, a virtual auction coming up. So, typically on May 4th, we would have our golf tournament. Uh, this year, we, we can't have a golf tournament, unfortunately. So, we're going to go uh, virtual with an auction, um, and we're excited to bring you really wonderful, exciting experiences, unique LCA experiences, and then also, um, you know, fun things like services, um, opportunities to get, you know, weekend getaways, hopefully when we're all back to somewhat of a normal state, um, but keep an eye out for that. And then last but certainly not least, we've got our next virtual Eagle Mama program on Wednesday, May 6th. Um, so we hope that you'll join us to hear from Jerrica Olson on uh, what's on her heart. Um, So with that, we are going to transition over to hearing from the the stars of our program today, our wonderful teachers. I'm so glad that they're with us. Um, And we're going to hear some lessons that they've learned from the front lines, if you will. So um, first up, I'd love to introduce Ms. Butler. Um, She's a wonderful kindergarten teacher for us here at Legacy. And um, never off the job, she's got her phonics lesson back behind her, you'll see. <laughs> um, so uh, Ms. Butler, we're so glad to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We would love to hear from you. Um, what's a challenge that you've experienced um, throughout distance learning and how have you addressed it?
2: My biggest challenge, and this would be among all the grade levels, is just that classroom community that we have. It- especially kindergarten teacher, it's really hard not to have those little ones there to hug. And my favorite time in the classroom with them is when we're all circled up on the carpet and I'm on the floor with them. So that's been quite the adjustment. And um, as you can tell, I have class meetings at my house now, <laughs> which are a little different. And um, I've, uh, I started at the beginning just um, with just trying to have different touch points as all this was rolling out with my kids to give them that time with me and with their friends. The first few weeks, um, I did it one-on-one calls and did some video lessons. And then afterwards, I tried some Zoom meetings um, to where their small group lessons and whole group lessons to where they had more of that classroom experience they've they learned how to mute and unmute themselves and raise their hands just like we were in the classroom. So um, it just gives them more opportunity to see myself and their friends. Uh, it You know, it just depends on the class and the dynamic of the class on what works best for that classroom environment.
1: Wonderful, thanks, Miss Butler. Um, we'd also love to hear, you know, from your perspective, our parents have taken on a lot, um, none of us, could- and uh, the circumstances. We couldn't have dreamed it in our wildest dreams. And parents are balancing work and home and kids and homework, and and so we'd just love to hear from you. What advice or words of encouragement uh, do you have for our parents? Definitely, well,
2: first of all, the parents, y'all are doing a fabulous job. Um, I just truly appreciate your partnership with myself and the rest of the faculty. I know that we all feel that. Um, You've been wonderful, supportive, and just, I know that y'all are juggling a whole lot right now. You're trying to run a household, you're trying to work, you're trying to teach school, um, and just, you're handling it beautifully. I, you know, I just can't thank you enough for your partnership with us. Um, My biggest thing is, I think that, you know, I know some of you might be worried academically, because this is just different as how your child's learning, but... When we come back in the fall, I mean, every teacher on campus is going to be in the same boat, and we're going to meet your child exactly where they
1: are. Wonderful. Well, thanks, Ms. Butler. I appreciate that. Um, I know that that probably helps a lot of parents take just a collective um, sigh of relief <laughs> there just a bit. We're all in this together. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So we're going um, to move over to Ms. Bicknell. Um, And Ms. Bicknell, we are so glad to have you with us today, wonderful third grade teacher. Um, And we can't wait to hear from you in terms of what's on your mind and what you've been experiencing. So we'd love for you to tell us a little bit about um, something that you've really enjoyed about distance learning that you didn't expect to. Okay, great. First of all, hi. Um,
3: One thing I was really worried about was not making those connections with the kid. The daily, hey, how's it going? What's going on in your life? But I've actually had increased connections with them. You know, um, in the regular classroom, we would be limited on how many people could share. Like we were having our time alone with God and only a few people would get to share about their reading. Or after their independent reading, only a few people would get to share. But today and now, everybody gets to share. Every single person gets to tell me what's been going on. And then I get to respond to them and give them feedback. And I, I see their connections. We tell them all the time to connect what you're learning um, to what's going on in your life. And they pull in some objects and they share their Lego um, collections. They share a picture of their family. And, and i used to just hear about those connections, but now I get to see them. And there's something so close and personal when you know you feel like you're with them at the dining room table doing math. Or you're in the kitchen with them doing a science experiment or out on the basketball court out in front of their house during PE time. And I just feel like I know them better. And so that was definitely one um, pleasant surprise. The second was just how we've all been stretched. Um, We've all been stretched to learn new technology, definitely, in a hurry. Um, But some of my more timid students have really been stretched to work on um, presenting uh, their communication skills. I mean, now they're recording videos. They're recording audios every day, taking pictures, sharing with the class. And then when we meet in our Google Meets, they're the first ones to volunteer. They're the first ones to share. So I've just seen them grow so much in different areas. So those have both been two pleasant um, surprises and blessings.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. And um, we'd love to also hear what's one takeaway from distance learning that you hope to incorporate into your classroom moving forward? Yeah, um,
3: definitely the, the flexible pacing. Um, you know, our students right now get activities to do for the day. And then they decide, you know, do they want to start with math? Do they want to end with reading? Um, they also decide do they want to go all the way through or take a break every 30 minutes. And it's just been nice to let them kind of take the lead. Um, they're becoming independent learners. And then my role is different now. Um, I used to kind of just lead them all through one subject at a time. And now they're all kind of in different places. And I'm giving little mini lessons here and reteaching there and um, asking questions to kind of bump people up to the next level. And so it's been a neat process of letting them become independent learners and work at their own pace. Um, in addition to that, we've had student choice activities. So, you know, some things are required, but other things they get to choose. And it's been fun to see how they focused their attention on certain things. You know, Some chose the STEM project or some chose the, you know, the extra science activity or the fine arts activities. And they really got a choice. And so I really see when we get back in the classroom, letting them have that more independent feel and pace would be wonderful. Looking forward to that.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you. You know, it's, it's through transformation that we learn so much and uh, we find the, the hidden blessings and the silver linings. So we appreciate you pointing those out for us today. Well, next up, we've got Ms. Tinker. Um, who is our first grade Spanish immersion teacher and I'm sure that you never imagined teaching Spanish from a distance. Um, It's certainly likely got its own challenges, especially with parents that may not be fluent. Um, So Ms. Tinker, we're excited to talk with you today about what you've learned. Um, We'd love to know first, you know, just what's something that you've really enjoyed about distance learning that you didn't expect to?
4: Well, hello everybody and first of all, I think that everybody, we have now the time to take pause and we we can reflect on what matters and in everything in God's hands and trust that he has a plan for us. And with this opportunity, we can address the needs of each student. Uh, we can offer extra individualized help to the students that need it. Doing this way, we can help more students. Uh, with the distance learning, I believe and um, that is making us a, a stronger uh, an LCA community. It has brought us closer together with a special bond between parents and teachers uh, where we know that we can rely on each other. Uh, this time actually uh, with families that we are so busy in our with our work, we have made time to to know each other and just to to trust that. That that they can help us because without their help, we could not make it possible everything that we are working with the with the students at this point.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and you know that's a great segue, Ms. Tinker, to um, you know what's a challenge that you've experienced, um, and and how have you addressed it? How have you worked through it?
4: Well, um, the biggest challenge is just not being together with our Swedish students we can see the smiles, the laughs, the tears. I cannot hug them. For me, that, that's the main, uh, that it really hurts me because I, I am a hugger and I really want to, to have uh, my students all close in the classroom. Um, but with the Spanish immersion, it's so crucial to continue working and practicing the language and all the skills acquired in the past months and the way that we are doing now after that we were doing um, for the first weeks we were doing one to one phone calls and we were trying to do the guided reading and pretty much the, the first weeks we were just doing the the guided reading in daily basis but uh, after that we heard the news that the school was going to be extended for distance learning for four additional weeks or up to the end of the year we really, we were um, trying just to figure out how we can really help the students the way that that they need to be helped with the Spanish immersion. So uh, we went, uh, this week we have increased our daily meetings Monday through Thursday. Uh, We are doing for 40 minutes each session in small groups. Each group has five to six students. And we have the opportunity to start or they with a prayer, with devotion, worship, and I, and I love to see because everybody has a happy heart, and we can still doing the activities that we are doing in the classroom, and they are able to interact with the friends. They are able to see, and they are eager to to continue to to speak Spanish because they know that if my friend is speaking Spanish, I want to talk also. So um, that is. Pretty awesome opportunity that, that we are having now, and all the academic uh, all the academic activities as well. Bible writing, a grammar, and math. We are also working as a group um, because we need to help. We need to help the parents. That uh, if the parents they don't have the language, we did not want that it become just a burden over the family and the frustration that they don't know how to help them, but we are here for them, we are here for you, for all the families of Legacy. And um, we have also said an additional time for guided reading as well. And the interaction and the language awareness is fundamental to maintain our program with fidelity and integrity and uh, with the help of, with all the families, we are making it possible. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, Ms. Tinker. And um, man, you've had to, to pivot and be flexible and, and same with our parents. And I know it's been a true partnership. Um, so I echo you in saying thank you to the parents. Um, and I know that, that they've been a wonderful support system as you have been to them. So it's, it's a, great, um, a great visual of our, our partnership here at Legacy. So thanks, Ms. Tinker. Next up, we're gonna go over to Ms. Guthman, um, eighth grade science teacher. Ms. Guthman, we're so happy to have you with us here today. And we would love to hear from you um, about, you know, what's a, what's a takeaway that you've, um, that you've experienced through distance learning and how do you in, uh, plan to incorporate it into your classroom moving forward? Well, I, one great takeaway
5: is just I miss my team, I miss the kids. Um, there's nothing that replaces that interaction Um, with seeing the girls' faces when we're perplexed at how boys think. We don't always understand them, but we're highly amused by them. And I miss that daily interaction and the just laughter. It's a a definite reminder for all of us that, you know, I mean, I love science. I do, but it's, it's, it's the interaction with the kids and making a difference in their lives. And they're making a difference in ours. That definitely is a big takeaway, but how I will use it in a, classroom setting in the future is the ability to to tutor kids and students who are struggling or need that extra boost of confidence has been just invaluable. It's actually very easy and it's very personal through the distance model and it definitely gives us more of an ability to teach students who've who've been absent over an extended period of time but it also has allowed us to develop a greater capacity to individualize instruction. So I've just had some of the best examples from my team, from Amy Housley, who said that she shared some interaction between and conversation between her students and just their responses to one another were so rich and the feedback they were giving from To Kill a Mockingbird, it was just deep thinking and higher level thinking and from um, Leslie Bales, just the ability to, to hear students discuss History and just the relevance of that history to today even and just the correlation and in math to hear miss Beck share how she's able to tutor kids personally and help them immediately and And in Bible how mr. Martin and miss Tullis are able to just hear about the kids faith And how it just comes alive for them and how they're applying that faith in today's difficult time and maybe sharing with a neighbor or witnessing to a neighbor and then for me in science, it's been really fun. We did a STEM um, commercial. They had to, I in our STEM projects, we always t- talk about marketing and just how you can have a great invention, but if it dies on the presentation floor, then people might miss out, so they they um, really produced some great commercials, and I really enjoyed seeing the parents interact, and they had, they were actors in their commercials, and so I loved that ability with the distance um, teaching, just that greater capacity to individualize that instruction. And I could see us really um, being able to utilize that in, in the months to come.
1: Great. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, we'd also love to hear from you. What, what advice or words of encouragement do you have for our parents being a parent yourself? <laughs> well,
5: I, you know, I, I've lived a long time, much longer than, um, a lot of people, even at our school. There's some of us on the older end of education. So I've, you know, I've been married for almost 40 years, 38 years this year in June coming up. And I have raised three kids, a daughter who's 29, a son who's 26 and another son who's a legacy graduate. He's 22. Um, and so Bruce and I, you know, we've, we have lived life and we've gone through ups and downs. We've gone through uh, a hostile takeover with his cor- a corporation he worked for years ago and had to make a sudden job change or make a decision on that. We've gone through moves and uh, we've gone through changes with kids' uh, educational choices. We have homeschooled. We have, uh, they've, some two of our kids went to uh, public school. Um, and we've had the blessings of legacy. I can tell you this after doing life and after going through financial ups and downs and 9 um, /11 and all the, the economy changes after that, and after having you know juggled cancer and medical issues, and you know those that know me know that our family's been through that and um, I remember one time in a quiet time and I was talking to the Lord and I felt guilty for some reason, like, what is this going to do to my kids? And I remember very quickly that the Lord quickened my heart. And he said to me, my heart just, just, I mean, I just heard it in my heart. And it was Cheryl, this cancer is not just about you. I know what I need to do with your children. I know what they're going to be. I know what I need them to go through in order to grow them, to do what I need them to do. And that was just, I was stunned. And I thought about that during this period of time. And those of you with young children and you wonder what is this going to do to my children? For those of you that have seniors, they're missing out on prom. For those of you that have um, kids that struggle with school, you wonder like, oh, how are they gonna catch up? And I can tell you that we serve a sovereign God. He's a God of order. He has many names, many beautiful Hebrew names. And God gave him, God gave Jesus many names because he serves us in all capacities. He is the God who heals. He is the God who's a provider. He is a God who did not go off duty. He is the same God he was yesterday, today, and he will be that same God tomorrow. And he will not miss out on any of this opportunity to train our kids up in the way they should go. And they will not be behind. In fact, they're getting an experience none of us had. And God will use this. He will teach them grit. He will teach them to grow in character. And he will encourage us in the long run. We might not see it right now, but I promise you every single one of us as parents, teachers, um, administrators, we're gonna all look back and see that God had a plan. He did not waste a bit of it. And so I wanna encourage all of you that the moment we begin to worry about what this will do to our kids and what life's gonna be like moving forward, we just need to pause And we need to know that he's growing them in character. And they're learning how the world operates. They're learning about time management. They're learning how to reach out to neighbors. And they're maybe thinking about what do people do that are lost? And maybe I need to tell them about Jesus Christ. And so God has got this. And he's got you. and He's got your kids. And nothing is a surprise to him.
1: Thank you, Ms. Guthman. I um, have tears in my eyes. I think I needed to hear that as much as everybody else did. So thank you for that wonderful word from your heart. Um, We appreciate you sharing that. Um, With that, we're gonna move over to Mr. Weaver. Um, So Mr. Weaver, we would love to hear from you. Um, What's a challenge that you've experienced um, as you've moved through distance learning and how are you addressing it?
6: Um, well, first of all, thanks. Thanks, I get to be here, and it's also a little unfair that I have to go after Miss Guthman. But um, we'll we'll do the best we can here. Um, in terms of challenges, I know, like a lot of the rest of my colleagues, um, challenges are are opportunities. Uh, that's what we try and teach our students. And G.K. Chesterton is one of my favorite authors. And um, if you're looking for for a good read, one of his essays is. Um, Uh, on running after one's hat Um, and it's a ridiculous wonderful essay written after a flood in London but what he says in there uh, one of the things he says is that an adventure is just an inconvenience rightly considered and an inconvenience is just an adventure wrongly considered and that's that's one of these things that I'm getting to do um, with my family and with my students um, because we're having a lot of the same challenges as everybody else right um we're at home trying to work with kids at home. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. And, you know, helping helping with the Spanish immersion kinder, which is uh, incredible that we're still getting to do that. And, you know, that quality family time and really desiring that and, and making that, uh, making every walk and bike ride and um, and tier an adventure. Um, and, you know, and then staying up late, you know, to, to get get work done. I think a lot of us are are in that boat because there's just you know there's that challenge of um, taking the the incredible things that we would be doing in class and trying to make them incredible things uh, through distance learning for our students, knowing that what we're doing is valuable. Uh, but I would say in the big picture, the these two things that um, I found really incredible. One is um, how how quickly. Uh, and it might not have necessarily seemed this way for, for parents, but um, how quickly our, our school got in gear to make this a, a meaningful time for students and not just um, time spent, uh, time wasted. And um, I would say also in um, how proud I am of our, our legacy community in showing grace, right? The, um, the grace that I've been shown by my students um, when things don't work the way I want them to, and the grace that I've been shown by my administrators, and um, the grace that I've been shown by parents, um, and the grace that I get to show to my students as, as you know, we work through this together, and so um, addressing those challenges um, as opportunities and, and adventures to, uh, uh, to be a part of. Wonderful. Well,
1: I hope we'll all look at this through the lens of adventure. That's a, that's a great framework for it. Um, Mr. Weaver, what's one takeaway from distance learning that you hope to incorporate into your classroom moving
6: forward? Um, it's, this has been an incredible opportunity to to refocus. Um, and I, of course, that's been true in a lot of different arenas, right? To, to refocus on, on family, to refocus on, I think that's going to happen uh, when we, we think about what church looks like and how much it actually does matter to our lives. And, you know, these things that, that we, we can maybe took for granted a lot that we get to refocus on. And the same has been true actually in the classroom. And it's not that things were unfocused before, but there's, there's something sharply uh, clarifying about having to take uh, this incredible material and this really important, you know, for, for my, my course, um, this is the time of year where we're looking at the life of Christ and, 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 and the church. And it's been this big thing that we've been building up to for the entire year, the the historical context of everything, uh, coming down to the, these incredible things and then we're not in class to do it. And um, having to, you know, replan these units and and boil them down to the things that are absolutely essential that my students grasp, but also having the the incredible and almost immediate feedback of, of knowing that they are understanding them, right? The, the uh, you know, we wrap up the life of Christ going into Easter weekend and hearing from them um, what that's doing for the, the how, how their spiritual life is growing, how they're, how they're growing closer to their Lord, um, how they're recognizing what their savior has done for them. And that, that refocus and clarifying, as we move through the rest of the year, on what actually matters. We, you know we have incredible enrichment things that we're going to keep doing, and, and you know discussions that I've been excited to have all year long that we're still going to have. But knowing that we're doing the, the essential things that matter for the spiritual and academic development of our students, um, I think that's going to um, that's going to, to change how a lot of these courses look next year, because, you know, there, there's just something to going back to the, the real essentials of, of what actually uh, what actually matters in, in a student's development and in their education. Um, and I think that's going to be true across the board, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no, um, I don't consider myself, you know, tech savvy or, you know, innovative or anything like that, but, but the collegiality of uh, working with with colleagues who are brilliant at what they do and um, having this, this brilliant support system to, to work together and make all of our courses better. Um, and, and I think the, these courses are gonna look incredible next year with a, a lot of uh, different and exciting things in them that you know we, we might not have considered um, if the circumstances had been otherwise. So it, it's, it's a great challenge. I think, um, I think our families are gonna see a lot of benefit from that moving forward.
1: Wonderful, thank you so much, Mr. Weaver. Um, We appreciate that and thank you to all of our wonderful uh, teacher panelists today. We just so enjoyed hearing from your heart and hearing what's on your mind. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for your words of encouragement. Um, Just thank you so much. It it meant a lot um, and and we've all benefited from hearing from you. So thank you for your time. Um, Well, with that, I am going to open things up for Q and A. So reminder, if you'll open up your chat box on your screen, Uh, get those questions in and we are more than happy to answer them please also note that all of our principals are on the line today as well they're monitoring the chat for you so if you have specific divisional questions you can ask those questions in the chat box Um, and for now i'll turn things over to adam housley and he will moderate our q a
7: Thank you, Shannon, I appreciate that. Uh, It was wonderful to hear from our teachers
8: today. I hope you guys were encouraged as much as I was. I know as uh, a dad of of three LCA kiddos, it's it's great to see them. I know I'm missing them, I know our kids are missing them. So uh, we have a few questions that we can uh, speak to today. As, As Shannon said, if you'd like to ask one, feel free to open the chat and go ahead and submit. Mr. McGee, we're going to start uh, with some questions for you. Uh, The first one is, how is LCA planning for next year recognizing the uncertainty of the ongoing situation?
0: Well, I think the the key word is uncertain. Uh, We really don't know what kind of environment we're going to be in. So uh, the leadership team is planning several scenarios uh, that we could be facing. Uh, We're hoping, certainly, that we will be... um, back together on campus uh, in August, there is a possibility that that may be be delayed. Um, And even if we do get back together, uh, we're also hearing that uh, the school year might be interrupted again, uh, that we might be under some stay at home or shelter at home uh, order sometime during the flu season. So with all those possible contingencies, we, we have to plan several Uh, We have to make several plans. And so uh, we're doing that. Uh, The leadership team had a a strategic planning session last Tuesday, and we began to answer six critical questions. And we have um, uh, actually task forces uh, already assigned to these six critical questions. Uh, Some of them include uh, how do we ensure the safety and welfare of our students while they're on campus? Uh, if we are required to observe social distancing, what does that look like? Um, you know, what additional sanitation or disinfecting uh, measures can we take um, or implement uh, uh, in as we move forward? Uh, we're also looking at at, at uh, curriculum things. What, what you know, how, uh, what if we have to close our campus for a period of time? What is that going to look like? Now, the thing I'm encouraged by is that, you know, we had very little notice, just a few days notice before we had to go into distance learning, and the school pivoted very well. Uh, I, I couldn't be prouder of uh, our our faculty and our uh, leadership, academic leaders who made that pivot so successfully. So we'll be better prepared if that happens. Uh, but uh, but those are things that we are uh, planning for. You know, the, 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 here's the thing, we just, we can't predict the trajectory of the infections, um, nor can we really know what uh, restrictions will be under from our gover- governing officials. So Uh, You know, we just go into this, um, into the summer, rest of this school year and into the summer with still a lot of questions, uh, but we are working on multiple answers because it's likely that we'll face multiple scenarios uh, next year.
8: Great, thank you. Uh, We're going to stay with you. Can you talk about when families can come pick up remaining school supplies and any personal items that were left in the classroom or locker or you know, the lost and found? Well, you know, that's
0: another uncertainty because we just don't know what restrictions we'll have as far as large gatherings. It is likely though, we will do something similar to uh, what we did in March when uh, we uh, designated a day and people use uh, Sign Up Genius to come at their appointed time to pick up their supplies. So, you know, at some point we will, we'll be able to make that call, we'll, we'll know, uh, what we can and can't do as far as gathering as a community. So, uh, uh, we, we have people assigned to that very, to answer that very question. So I can't give you a definite answer, but as things become clearer, as that, uh, as restrictions are uh, lifted, we should be able to communicate to you, uh, shortly.
8: Great. Thank you. And uh, we're just, you're a popular man today. So another question, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, uh, but it's one that's come up again. Will there be summer camp offerings at Legacy?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The uh, uh, Adam, I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Townsley, our uh, chief academic officer, has put together his task force made up of, uh, of academic leaders and a few teachers to look at what some academic enrichment Camps or workshops or experiences can we offer on campus and we are um, we we know that there'll be some students who would need that um, after uh, our distance learning uh, is discontinued at the end of this school year. Um, our intent is to make those free of charge so that as parents see the need for their children to be involved in some kind of academic enrichment, uh, that we would offer that as a service to those students and those families. So uh, again, those plans are in motion. Uh, hopefully in a few weeks we'll be able to announce exactly um, what we're able to do. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, and, and we're all, there, there's a good example of how we're having a pl- uh, plan for two scenarios. One would be uh, where we could actually gather on campus. The other scenario is that we would have to um, continue virtual learning. We would have to continue our distance learning plan. So so we're having to, to live in two worlds at the same time right now, but we do plan on having uh, a number of academic enrichment uh, experiences for our students this summer.
8: Great, thank you. Well, I do believe we've come to the end of our questions thus far, if anyone has one. You can uh, submit it just as quickly as possible. So we'll hang out for just a minute. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's gonna be it. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna send it back to Mr. McGee. Sorry, we had one last message come in, but I think it's gonna be addressed in the chat. So it's a pretty specific one. Um, oh, Mr. Mosley, I spoke too soon. Uh, just had a question about, graduation update. Can we come to you and, and share with us any news you might have?
7: Yes, we, uh, Mr. McGee and I sent out a, a letter to all senior parents a couple of days ago via email. Um, just, you know, we're, we're cautiously optimistic that maybe some, some outdoor solution might be a possibility to consider within our original time frame. Um, primarily, we wanted to say, you know, let's not give up on that Pending some some announcements on Monday by the governor and some insight we may have for some local officials we may be able to give some some more guidance in the middle of the week we hope um, you know regarding that but the, the main the main thing was hey do not give up on the may 15th date and uh, we're going to try to give a, an answer as soon as we can if that's viable we also are still working with alternate dates later than that based upon mitigating factors um, so we are we are working hard to bring it to some conclusion but it really is somewhat muddied by factors out of outside of our control as well. And we're communicating as much as we can, as fast as we can.
8: Great, thank you, I appreciate that. Hey, I'm gonna stay with you for two more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about uh, strength and conditioning offerings? And it may just be that it, it mimics Mr. McGee's answer about summer camps, but I wanna see if you would speak to that. And then um, can you just give a little bit of insight on awards at the
7: upper school, end of year awards? Sure. Um, so with regard to strength and training, we, we have prioritized the use, what use we're allowed to do per distancing guidelines. We are prioritizing our facilities for our athletes. So um, it may be mitigated that we have to do it over a longer period of time with smaller groups, uh, with proper cleaning in between. But our goal is when, as soon as we're allowed to get our athletes in the gym, to get them in training so that we can obviously get them trained back up, make up any lost ground, uh, get them ready to compete without injury, Um, and just do all we can to prepare them for successful season uh, next year. With regard to uh, upper school awards, those awards have, we've announced that those awards will be uh, in a virtual firm format beginning on Monday. They run Monday through Thursday, the first week of May. Um, Those will be broken out, and um, we're excited. We've already uh, made a lot of those decisions and recorded those videos. It's being professionally produced. I think you'll find it to be a really kind of a Uh, a a nice awards thing. Every night at 6 p.m. we'll be slow dripping out different types of awards in different categories and we're real excited. Our faculty have worked hard on it and we're trying to make the best of the situation. It will not be an in-person, unfortunately, um, but I think it's still going to be very meaningful. All right, Mr. Dibley, we're gonna come over your
8: way and can you speak to middle school awards and eighth grade promotion as well?
9: Yeah, we can do that. So with, uh, with the eighth grade promotion, we are actually, uh, I can roll out today that the plan right now would be that we are gonna have an eighth grade uh, parade promotion. We're gonna plan to uh, have a strip of the, uh, of, the, of the roadway here at school to be a, a parade where families drive through with their eighth grade student, cars are decorated, the, Street is decorated, the teachers are, are gathering and uh, cheering the students on and they'll receive their packet as they, as they drive by. So it's a drive by parade promotion. And of course, all of that is dependent upon the um, county laws, state laws at that time. Um, so we have, to, we have to wait and see uh, regarding that as to how, how, we, how we finalize that. And then um, regarding awards, um, essentially the awards will be hand delivered by uh, teachers, uh, a teacher or, or a group of teachers to, to students at a prearranged time with parents. So they'll get that personal contact and then we'll send out uh, something to all of the families to let them know um, who received what awards uh, during, uh, uh, from, from this year.
8: Excellent, thank you, Mr. Dibley. Tiffany, do you wanna to touch on awards at the lower school?
1: Tiffany, if you'll unmute your line. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> so, yes, um, actually, the teachers have been meeting this week to talk through how the awards will look. Um, obviously, we're going to be doing them virtually, and it'll look a little different per grade level, as uh, some grade levels are doing personal personal video messages to each student in their class and other grade levels will be presenting them in small groups and so your uh, child's teacher will be um, letting you know the format that they will be using and um, after the awards are presented then we'll put them in the mail and mail them to your child so um, that's what our plan is right now.
8: (laughs) All right. Mr. Dibley, it looks like we've got, or I'm sorry, Mr. Mosley, some question. Oh, you just responded. Okay, all right. Well, that wraps up our Q&A session for today. Thank you guys for submitting your questions. I'm gonna turn it back over to Mr. McGee for some closing remarks. Well, thank you, Adam. I did notice that
0: there came uh, a couple of questions came in right at the end about w- would we consider um, uh, ending school early or, uh, even next August, do you think that we might start school later? Um, what I can tell you is we have no plans to end the school year earlier. Uh, w- you know, we missed a, a week of instruction because we extended our spring break by one week. And so our plan is that we will uh, follow our current academic calendar. Because uh, I know that our teachers have still have a lot they want to teach our students. And, and so we don't want to end prematurely and, and uh, um, you know, we just feel like it's important that we keep our kids engaged uh, till the end of the uh, uh, academic calendar. As far as uh, starting date for next August, you know, currently our plan is to start at the time that we are at the, on the day that we uh, uh, published. That could all change. Uh, again, the, the operative word here is uncertainty. You know, we don't know what, uh, you know, what restrictions will be under. We don't know whether this virus will uh, have another spike during the summer. None of that's, that's really hard to predict. So we have to plan for multiple contingencies. So, so please be patient. But for right now, our plan is finish the school year on time, start the school year on time next year. So I wanted to, to answer those questions before we signed off. So uh, I I wanna make this comment uh, after hearing the hearts of the five teachers who spoke this afternoon, you can see why I'm so tremendously proud to be a part of this uh, community. Um, I've said this before and I'll continue to say it, this faculty and staff is the most loving, the most competent, the most dedicated group of um, individuals I've ever been a part of. Uh, you you could hear their love and their dedication in their answers today and I, I hope that was evident to you as it was to me. Um, our teachers are doing everything they can to redeem this situation in the best way uh, they know how and and I know that you appreciate it parents because I, I get regular communication from you um, thanking uh, thanking those teachers for the work they're doing and for the uh, uh, dedication they're, uh, uh, that they're they're demonstrating. So um, I, I want to close with a, a scripture that um, is really, I think, addresses our current situation. Uh, as I've said before, you know, scripture addresses all situations, including a pandemic. But I want to go back to uh, the the book of Romans, Paul wrote a letter to the church of Rome. And in the very first chapter, uh, and I'm going to quote verses 11 and 12, uh, he writes to the church of Rome, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. You know, what great words of wisdom there is that and what a great description of a covenant relationship. You know, the reason we come together in community, and Paul describes it very clearly here, is to mutually encourage one another. In other words, as we witness our faith being um, uh, exercised in, in daily living, we are encouraged. I'm encouraged by the faith that I see expressed by parents, by uh, teachers, and even by the students themselves. I'm just blown away at uh, the spiritual maturity that I'm witnessing from uh, 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 many of our students who uh, are making the best of this situation and who are not discouraged. Uh, and, And I think that's... What I hope that we will hold on to as we go through these next few weeks is that we will, uh, although we long to see each other in person, I, I, I just hope they will continually mutually encourage one another because our faiths will be strengthened when we do. So that's my uh, encouragement to you. And um, I'm looking forward to next week's uh, town hall where we will feature um, Uh, Dustin Messer, who is also a a Bible teacher uh, in our high school. He's also our uh, biblical worldview coordinator. He's going to share some of his thoughts about how this pandemic um, is uh, affected by our biblical worldview. Or how, otherwise, how does the biblical worldview affect our understanding of the pandemic? So you won't wanna miss that. Mr. Messer is such a, a, a great theologian and great thinker. So with that, I'm gonna turn this over to uh, Mr. Will Weaver, who will close us uh, with a word of prayer. Will?
6: All right, would you, would you bow and pray with me? God, we are, we are humbled by, uh, by what we have seen. God, by, um, by the recognition that um, maybe that we have less control, over our lives and circumstances than, than we might've thought. Um, but God, we're also in the midst of that, humbled by, uh, by your grace, your mercy, your love and your provision. Um, God, thank you for providing a, a rich community like LCA uh, for us to be a part of. God, thank you for the, uh, the consolation of, of the brethren of the saints. God, that, um, that we encourage and support and love each other because you have first loved us. Um, God, we, we, uh, we praise you that perfect love casts out fear. And um, because of that, we, we rest firmly and securely in, in your sovereignty, in your love, in your grace, in your plan, knowing that um, you, you orchestrate all things for what is best for us, even things that are uncomfortable. Um, or we might view as inconvenient, but God, we uh, we rejoice that we get to be a part of of your story and what you are doing, um, the adventure that you have for us. God, we rejoice in the things that you are doing in the lives of our students and our families. And God, I pray a, a special blessing uh, upon our students as we miss them, upon their parents as they uh, work so hard to to support them. And God, we um, we just rejoice in advance for what uh, what we will realize um, you have done, um, and the incredible things that that you have done through this time. Um, God, we trust you, we love you, and we praise you. It's in your Son, Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. All right, Shannon, I'll give it back to you.
1: All righty, thank you so much, Will, and uh, thank you everyone for being with us today. We appreciate your time. Thank you again to our wonderful teacher panel, and thank you for your thoughtful questions uh, to our parents. Thank you for submitting those for us to answer. Uh, one closing thought, here's your resource guide. Uh, please be sure to take a look at these resources. If you have questions that you did not get answered today, please submit them uh, via questions at legacyca.com. And as Mr. Uh, so, wisely, so wisely stated, may the adventure continue. So uh, looking forward to uh, continuing to Connect with each of you. We can't wait to be with you next week. We're praying for you. We love you and we'll see you soon.